Hello everyone and welcome back to the life of Riley. Today we are taking, taking, we're talking, we're taking and we're talking. We're talking about the lessons that we're taking into 2022. Now usually at the end of the year you're like here's all the things that I learned but not me. I'm like it's the beginning of the year here's all the things I'm about to learn. Here's all the things that I'm going to reinstate in my, excuse me, life. Okay. You ready? Let's do it. So I just want to give a quick little disclaimer that this is about to be super cheesy, very ick to a lot of people, um, including myself sometimes. So I don't want any of you guys to listen to this and be like, wow, is this her personality all the time? No, it's not. It's just my personality right now. Okay, here are the lessons. Number one. Get ready for some major life-changing moments. Here we go. Hold yourself to a higher standard than you hold others. Boom. How about that? I go through my life pretty much holding everyone else to a higher standard than myself, to be honest. So this year, we're going to change that. I'm going to work harder than the people around me or than I expect the people around me to work. I'm going to be nicer than I expect other people to be. I'm going to be more helpful and more friendly than I expect other people to be. And I think two things will come from that. Again, these are lessons that I'm trying to implement. I don't do this right now. Um, I think it'll, one, prevent disappointment (laughs) because like I'm not asking anyone to do something I wouldn't do. And also I think it'll just make me a better person because I'm more focused on making myself good than like worrying about what everyone else is doing. Lesson number two. Ooh, this is a good one. Not making God compete with the blessings that you asked for. Wow, she is deep. Here's what I mean by that. So you know how if you're like, oh, I just really wish that I could like have this dream job and then you get your dream job and then like you get busy and then you stop doing your activities that are important to you and you stop talking to your family and like a lot of things go by the wayside because of this thing. You cannot let the things that make you a good person and who you are go by the wayside when you're given an opportunity that you asked for. And I just feel like If you are praying or not even praying, right? Like, let's say you're not religious, whatever you want to call it. But in this case, let's say you're praying to God and you're like, God, I hope that I get $500 extra to like go shopping with. And like normally you go to church on Sundays, but then all of a sudden you start shopping on Sunday mornings and not going to church anymore. And you stop thanking God for all your blessings. No, sis, that's making God compete with the blessings that you asked for. Number three. Oh, this one isn't really a tip, but I like read this somewhere and I was like, wow, that's that's pretty deep. Do you want to be rich or do you want to feel rich? Wow. I'm always just trying to feel rich and I'm not rich, but I'm always trying to feel it. I'm trying to feel bougie. I'm trying to buy little bougie things like secondhand or on clearance or whatever because it makes me feel richer, but then I'm spending all my money on stupid shit. And then I'm actually not getting any richer. And like I use the word rich very loosely here, you guys. Um, I do make below the national uh, median average of an annual salary. So I would just like everyone to know that like we are very loosely talking about the word rich here. But essentially all I'm saying is like, 
Do you want to keep buying things that make you feel like you make more money and doing things that make you feel like you make more money? Or do you want to stop doing that BS and just save your money and then actually accumulate wealth? Number four, eat balanced meals. Wow, you guys. Okay, so this was a crazy one. So I was listening to a podcast a couple weeks ago and it was this dietitian, and she was talking about how the her client that she was particularly talking about was pre-diabetic, which praise the Lord, I'm not pre-diabetic. But in this particular case, this woman was pre-diabetic and she, you know, reversed that with good eating. And the thing, it blew my mind. It blew my mind, this one part. She was talking with the lady who she was helping. And she was like, I didn't understand when my nutritionist at first was like, okay, instead of just eating an egg for breakfast, eat an egg and a piece of toast and some avocado. And she's like, but I'm not hungry for all of that. So why would I just eat extra calories that I don't want, which is exactly how I like used to think. And then the nutritionist was explaining that our bodies like process calories, fats, proteins so much better and more naturally when we eat a balanced meal. So she was saying like literally, for example, if you want to have cookies for dessert, 100% have cookies for dessert, but eat it with a balanced meal, even though it might be less calories to just have the cookies and not have like vegetables with it or like a balanced protein with it. It might be less calories. Your body's going to store all that fat and sugar so much more than if you eat a balanced meal with it to have it all digest at like a normal rate. Now, I'm not like a scientist or anything. Please don't take your nutritional advice from me, but it really made sense to me. And now what I try and do is like I just try and have... My goal for January is just to have one balanced meal a day. I usually end up having like more of my meals be balanced than just one, but I just set a goal to have one balanced meal a day. And it's not complicated. It's like a salad with protein with olive oil as a fat or cheese as a fat. It's like an egg with toast and sauteed spinach on the side, like whatever. It's like it's super easy and I end up having more balanced meals than just one, but my goal is just one balanced meal a day. And even though I'm eating more calories in a day than like I would if I just ate like higher sugar, higher calorie, higher carb foods, but less calories, I'm actually losing weight, eating more calories of healthier food. Number five, apologize quickly when you're wrong. Boom, there, that's it, self-explanatory. When you're wrong, apologize as quick as possible, apologize fast, get it over with, own your mistakes, and move on. We're adults. It's 2022. Be an adult. Apologize when you're wrong. Get over your pride. I don't even get that. Have no pride. Who cares? Everyone's wrong like all the time. So apologize when you're wrong. Number six, start a 401k or a Roth IRA. I'm a poet and I didn't know it. Uh, I don't know anything about money or finances, right? But I do know that you should have a 401k or a Roth IRA, and you should do research to see which one is better for your particular situation. I actually always had a 401k at my old jobs, and for the first time, I'm doing a Roth IRA instead. Um, I literally could not even tell you the difference, but I did some research, and um, I asked my dad, and it does appear that a Roth IRA is better for me. Um, But it's amazing. like The money that you put in a 401k, once you start watching it grow, because it's basically... Now, I could be wrong on this, but a 401k is like a safe way of putting money in the stock market. Like your money ebbs and flows based on the stock market, and but it's diversified. So it's not super risky and you don't pull it out for like 60 years and it just grows. But I've 
put money in a 401k probably like two or three years ago now and it's just grown exponentially and it's kind of fun to see. So once you start it, it's just fun to watch it grow and it's so important that you start saving now because like if you start saving when you're like 30 or 40 and also if you're 30 or 40 and you're listening to this, thank you. Um, I feel very mature if you listen to this and you're 30 or 40, but if you start saving when you're like 30 or 40 years old, it's just, it's not going to be enough and you better start saving now. So start a 401k, start a Roth IRA. Oftentimes companies match, which just means that like if you put in 3% of your paycheck, they'll put in another 3%. And also 401ks are pre-taxed. So your money goes in before you're taxed and money is taken out. So a larger percentage of your money goes into your 401k. Make it automatic. 100 bucks a month, whatever you can afford, you know, five bucks a paycheck, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just have consistent money going into your 401k, building that savings. Number seven, number six, shoot, six, seven. Oh, yeah, number seven. Yeah, number seven. Don't spend so much time on your phone. Easy. Stop it. Time is your most valuable resource, literally. That's so cheesy, but literally, you cannot get time back. You can make more money. You can whatever. You cannot get your time back. Do not spend so much time on your phone. Read a book. Get a hobby. Call a friend. Even like um, calling a friend as opposed to just sitting there and like texting or scrolling Instagram, great use of time on your phone. Stop just sitting and staring at your phone and going on social media and then inevitably kind of feeling bad about your own life because you're looking at Instagram and everyone's like doing well. You're also doing well, by the way. Number eight, comparing is pointless. It's not just the thief of joy, okay? And I love that expression. I really do. Comparison is the thief of joy. True. All the rumors are true, as Lizzo would say. But it's literally more than the thief of joy. It's quite literally pointless. Like it actually does nothing for you because if you're not intrinsically motivated to do things on your own because you want to be a better person... Um, motivation by seeing other people be successful and feel like you're they're more successful than you is not going to last. So it's quite literally pointless. It makes you feel bad. It makes you feel insecure. It distracts you from your own goals. It doesn't last as a source of motivation. Um, it's quite literally pointless. And everyone's different. Like um, when I was in high school, shout out to Mrs. Givens, my high school student government teacher. She's awesome. And she taught this leadership lesson one time about everybody having a seat on the bus. And it basically means that like every single person has unique capabilities and things that they can contribute to a team. And there's a spot for everybody. And I just believe that in the world. Like I just believe that like if you want a certain job and you're like, oh, but Susie Q already has that job and I see it on Instagram, so I can't have it. There's there's enough for everybody. There's enough jobs. There's enough, enough love, enough money, enough abundance everything. Enough abundance. That doesn't really make sense. There is an abundance of resources for people and we just have to learn to distribute them fairly and correctly. And you have to just trust that like you're going to get your slice of the pie and stop comparing your life to others. (sighs) Number nine, comfort is more important. Now, Am I comfortable riding my exercise bike watching the new Caitlyn Jenner documentary? 
untold stories of Caitlyn Jenner? No, I'm not necessarily comfortable, but that's good for me. So in that case, comfort is not more important. However, and by the way, I'm uncomfortable because I'm riding the bike, not because I'm watching the documentary. It's a very good documentary. Um, just like in life, like little, like from really basic things to like my clothes, like I don't wear uncomfortable clothes. If I'm not comfortable in it, like my body and then also emotionally, if I feel fat or I feel like it's not flattering, literally get rid of it. Comfort is more important. If you're not comfortable in a social situation, if you're not comfortable with a certain person in your life, literally it's important that you're comfortable. So just leave the social situation or say no to things or get rid of things in your wardrobe that are uncomfortable. Don't wear stiletto heels if they make your feet hurt. Number 10, it always gets better. Also self-explanatory. I just really feel that. I just really, 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 really believe that everything always gets better. And, you know, one thing that my dad, like, used to say to me is to just pick something to look forward to. And a friend recently said it to me um, again, and it reminded me of what my dad said. And he's just like, daydream. Like, think about things in the future. Think about the way that things could be. Think about the things that you want. And it makes life just a little bit more exciting. And um, I don't know. I, I really just believe in that. And I believe that things get better. And I believe that we can work to be a little bit better every day. And eventually, whatever it is that we're going through will resolve itself. And you will come out on the other side having learned lessons and having grown stronger and more resilient and smarter and more empathetic and more worldly and all sorts of things. So it always gets better. Hold on. Let me have a sip of tea. Also, speaking of comfort, my mom and dad got me skims for Christmas. I hate to say that they're worth the hype, but like they're worth the hype. I'll never wear another lounge set again. In fact, I want more of it, but I don't want to feel rich. I want to be rich. So I am not spending money on that right now, but they're amazing. Okay. Those are all the lessons. Have a wonderful day. Drink your water, eat your vegetables, eat a balanced meal, and I'll see you next time on The Life of Riley.